Welcome to Help from Future Self. Hello, Archons. Welcome to Help from Future Self, the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm joined this week by Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm excellent, Sydney. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm so excited you're here. So today, Joe and I are going to be talking about ABR and KFC, two things that Joe knows a lot about. And uh, why don't we start off, Joe, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and who you are and what Keyforge means to you? Um, you know, I was a I was a longtime uh, Magic player and, you know, mostly kitchen table because the uh, Magic community, you know, as a general is not real inviting. And, um, I, I kind of quit because I wasn't really having a lot of fun. And then I heard about Keyforge, um, went and, and bought a, you know, double priced, uh, call the Archon starter set <laughs> off eBay. Cause you couldn't get one at the time. Cause I was totally. super excited about, uh, trying to, you know, f- play this new game and just immediately fell in love with it. Bought a, bought a bunch of decks and, and it, uh, I met somebody on uh, a local on Reddit um, <laughs> to find a shop that was playing Keyforge. I went, and it really was such a different experience for me because you know the people I met on uh, at the locals were so inviting, they were so friendly, um, became good friends, and then we just really started a little local community. And and at all the fifteen years I was playing Magic, I never had that, and it, and it's been such a uh, an influence on my life. Um, and you know, the, to where, you know, we've, uh, our local community started ancient bear Republic. Um, it was just a bunch of us little locals. Um, it's been a a major influence on my life. My birthday cake two years ago was actually, my wife got the ancient bear Republic logo on it. Um, it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So for, for those of you who don't know, the uh, Angel Bear Republic is the ABR league that um, Blake and I rant and rave about all the time. So Joe is, is one of the uh, one of the founding members actually and keep, keeps it running. You, you are part of um, you are part of every aspect of it that I've ever been involved with. So do you want do you want to tell us a little bit about that too? What, what is your involvement with ABR? Yeah. So, you know, we started just kind of, uh, Northern California, uh, locals, right. We a discord and some of us wanted to get, become a little bit more competitive and, and, you know, we're, we're always, everything is always fun first, but <laughs> some of us like to win too. So, um, you know, we broke off from our little Northern California, uh, discord and started the ancient bear Republic, uh, league as a team or the team. And, um, and we just kind of started to grow from there. Uh, uh, one of our members moved down to Southern California. Plus he had some, uh, family that played down there and we added them to the team. And so we started to grow and we had, when the Vegas vault tour happened, um, there, I wasn't, unfortunately I wasn't able to go to it, but there was a, uh, Northern California versus Southern California side event that happened. Oh my God. I love and, it. Um, there was a lot of fun that was had there. Once again, I, I had, you know, fear of missing out. So, um, kind of about the time the pandemic hit, um, I was talking with, uh, flaming hobo and, um, about, Hey, let's do another cause Southern California beat Northern California. 
And so that kind of didn't sit real well with me. So I'm like, Hey, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's do another event where we can make it online. And so, uh, we got together, we ended up with about 40 different, uh, players from 20 from, uh, each, uh, side. And wow. we had an online event and we rotated, uh, matchups. We totaled up points. Uh, we rotated some formats and we just had a really good time doing it. And That's then we, awesome. and then we just kind of said, okay, well, what if we got some more players? Cause there were people we liked people that were in the different discords and like, let's expand it to some people that aren't necessarily in, um, you know, Northern or Southern California. And, uh, it just kind of grew from there. And, it, and it's, it's, it's always a, um, an ever growing, um, event. Like we're, we're changing up formats. We're changing up some rules and we're, we really strive to try to make it the best experience for as many people as possible, whether you're hyper competitive, whether you have a thousand decks or two decks in your collection. Um, we're just, we're, we want it to be that inviting thing that everyone can join. Everybody can have fun. And I think we've done a pretty good job. I couldn't agree more. I absolutely love being a part of ABR. How did you guys come up with the with the team aspect of it? Because you do have a pretty fantastic structure of the way that the teams work and the the week um, the week long uh, matches and all of your everything that you have that goes into playing an ABR league feels so professional. I don't know. It feels like a real like fantasy fantasy team every week. Yeah. And that, that kind of stems from that. Well, we had, we had a natural split of teams when we had NorCal versus SoCal. Oh, sure. Uh, but when we inv- invited people from other areas, we didn't have that natural split. And we had had so much fun kind of having um, team captains because in the NorCal, unfortunately during the NorCal versus SoCal, Flaming Hobo was one captain and I was supposed to be one, but I had a real life Totally. A problem come up. And so Aviator um, took over as team captain and, you know, and the captains kind of filled the role, like, you know, of, you know, helping people choose decks and, you know, uh, making sure they make their matches and things like that. And so then we're like, well, if we bring other people in, what do we do? And then we're like, well, what if we do like a draft? And, you know, and it's just ever been evolving since then. And, you know, one thing I'm just going to say right now is, the ABR league would not exist if it wasn't for flaming hobo. So um, Devin has just been amazing at the organization, the structure and what we've seen over the time, you know, I got to give just a huge shout out to everybody who is and has been a team captain because they've done so much to help the, the league grow and evolve from attracting new players to, you know, Dave Cordero has put in a, an immense amount of hours um, making the sheets that run the league, you know, it oh, started yeah. where, uh, flaming hobo did everything by hand. Oh my gosh. And now, and, and now, you know, Dave, um, put together a sheet that almost automates everything. Um, and you know, it's really a very key for its thing because the community has helped us build ABR to what it is. 
That's fantastic. And I, I know what you're saying. I've experienced it firsthand where this, the spreadsheet that we use that the captains use and each team uses is so incredibly comprehensive. Like I, I kind of pride myself with my Excel abilities because I'm, I'm an accountant in my regular day to day life, but I actually personally learned a handful of different formulas and um, conditional formatting because of the um, ABR Excel, uh, the spreadsheets that we used for our teams. It was pretty great. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just a, a, every season, it seems like, you know, a new thing gets added um, to where, you know, the tools from the tools that the captains get to report with and um, the tracking and the pairings and stuff. It's just, been, and like I said, it's, this is all passion you know, people that are passionate about Keyforge. And I think that's what makes uh, Keyforge such a great game and, and why people, you know, played it throughout the pandemic and why people are so excited for it to come back. And it's it's just all the community that's helped build not only Keyforge, but the ABR league as as we know it now. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned earlier about ABR continuing to evolve and grow. And I was wondering if you've seen any of that firsthand specifically related to Ghost Galaxy now, owning Keyforge and all of the recent changes to the form, the official formats. And um, I know that this season, the, the current season has official prize support too, from ghost galaxy. Yeah. Uh, well, we received, I'm glad you brought this up because I get to address this to everybody. Um, we'll put a post in ABR about this. So we did, we received um, a ton of great prize support, um, from uh, Ghost Galaxy, they were super receptive. As soon as Ghost Galaxy made the announcement uh, that they purchased KeyForge, uh, I reached out said, "Hey, I help run one of the largest online leagues." Um, immediately, uh, Christian Peterson got back to me and said, "Hey, any support you need, let me know." So when uh, season eight kicked off and we had these great numbers, I shared that with him. He volunteered to send prize support. So that part was amazing. One of the problems we've ran into is that um, because of the team structure, right, we really try to make everything about the team. We don't ever want there to be a lot of individual achievements, sure. um, and, you know, because we want everybody fighting towards the same goal. That's why we have team playoffs. The first and second season of ABR, we actually had what we called the all-star playoffs. So the top performers were the ones that played off against each other. Ooh. not the teams. Um, and then we kind of evolved that because of, you know, um, it kind of defeated like, Hey, I got my really good deck. I don't want to share it with my teammate because uh... I want to, because I want to make the all-star team kind of deal. And so we, we evolved from that. And there's been some talk in our organizers channels about bringing back some kind of all-star teams. Cause I think it's fun. I mean, with, with what, um, JT Russell's done with the fantasy league this season. Yeah. It's just absolutely, is absolutely amazing. I'm so impressed with how he's pulled it off. Um, he really just kind of threw it together and it's been, uh, we've gotten a lot of extra involvement. Um, and that's been really cool. And, and, you know, I, we've got some ideas for some expansions to the fantasy side of the league um, for next season. And, you know, that's one, again, one of those kind of community things that ha has driven it from the, the Keyforge League. So with the uh, prize support that we're talking about, I've really struggled with how do we distribute it? Because it's not oh. a, you have one fuzzy Gruen, 
right? You mm-hmm. can't give that to a team. I mean, you can't say, hey, you share it this week and then send it to the next guy. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's been, a, been a, a struggle. So we talked at uh, KFC about this. And, um, you know, one of the things ever, a lot of people have talked about missing was from the crucible tracker days, um, the achievements, right. Totally. You know, or three keys in one turn or, you know, um, forge, I don't know, forge three Win keys to hazard or whatever, right. Played certain cards and, right. yeah. and so the, and, and everybody loved that stuff. And so one of the things we were talking about is at KFC is, you know, what if, we made the prizes achievement based. Oh, that would be so cool. So, so you add this, this, this thing of, you know, now people are thinking about their decks from a different perspective of, Hey, I think this deck can win and I could pull off this achievement and win this prize. I love that idea. And so unfortunately, you know, we were so deep into season seven when we had this convert or I'm sorry, season eight, when we had this conversation that, and everybody was such a fan of it, um, we've decided to move the prize support that FF or that Ghost Galaxy sent us um, to season nine. Gotcha. So it'll give us a little bit of time to come up with a, a fun way to implement a an achievement structure, how, how we want to do it by you know, earning points throughout the season and just kind of mm-hmm. add that one extra little aspect to it and give it an uh, ability to be able to get more prizes out to more people. So, um, so for, so, um, for season eight, um, the ghost galaxy prize support will not be, um, distributed. We will be moving it to season nine gotcha. and making it achievement based. Well, that's just another reason for everyone to join up again. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. I love that idea, especially because that is, in fact, a great way to use decks that you might not have used before, or especially with uh, different aspects of ABR where you might like find yourself falling back on the same decks that you've used for, for some of the different formats, looking at new decks and seeing if you can meet certain achievements is a great idea. It's it just, it's doing exactly what goes galaxy wants us to do is use some of our old decks. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's going to make some interesting choices, right? Because do you try to push your luck and, and play a deck with the hope of a win and an achievement? You know, or or are you going to see people that are just pushing straight for wins? And I think it it, it it's going to bring a new um, thought process and consideration to some of the decks people play. And I, and I like that idea. It's that 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 whole agency thing um, gets gets multiplied uh, by doing this. So sure. once again, we're we're all about trying new things. Um, I think almost everything we've done in during ABR has been very successful. Um, but I think we also learn um, every season. Um, we do provide, you know, uh, request feedback and get feedback forms from as many players that will feed them, that will fill them out. And we, we like Ghost Galaxy, we listen to a lot of the feedback and try to do things. We know we can't uh, satisfy everybody, mm-hmm. um, but we do our best to try to satisfy the masses. That's great. And speaking of the different changes that you guys make, have you, have you considered, has ABR considered adding Alliance as one of its formats? Um, so Alliance, because we, we uh, the ABR league runs seven weeks. So we have seven formats um, mm-hmm. during the regular season. 
Um, this season, because we had such a large turnout, we have, I think it's 11 players per team. Wow. Um, so in the playoffs, you need to have 11 formats. Um, Whoa, so we'll have, right. we'll have, we'll have four formats that, um, were not part of the regular season. And so, um, Flaming Hobo was in charge of this. So he may correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that, um, the uh, Alliance Sealed and Alliance Archon are two of the formats that got added um, for this uh, for this playoffs. That's fantastic. That's going to be so exciting. And for playoffs, the team still get to choose who gets to play what format, right? So nobody's everybody gets to like m- make it so that they're playing something they really want to play. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously there is certain limitations. Somebody's got to take Alliance, but you know, out of 11 people, you should have somebody that wants to play it. Right. Um, so somebody's not pigeonholed into having to play that in the playoff uh, format. So I have another question that I'm just personally curious about. What was the consideration having team captains be a player on the team? Is that just because we, uh, you, you want the team captains to be a part of the team or is it, ha- has it ever been where the, the team captains were just like the, the, um, the runners of the team, you know, the, um, Oh, what's the word in, in, I, this is how much I know sports, but, um, the like managers, the managers. Yeah. Of the team. Right. Well, I don't think we ever really considered having a non-player, um, captain because Ooh, the game's okay. fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and typically, you know, I, I think I even mentioned it to you. A lot of being a team captain is trying to herd cats, right? It's <laughs> trying to get decks in on time, trying to get matches done. And, and that's not really the fun stuff. Totally. You know, the fun stuff's playing the game. Um, you know, I think where a lot of the, the team captains shine is really their involvement in, in helping people with their deck decisions. Yes. And, and organizing practice. Um uh, which is kind of a managerial role, but I just think the game's too fun that I, that people wouldn't would prefer to still be playing. So um, I, I don't think there's ever been talk of having a strictly coach manager type of role um, on a team. Um, but I'm sure if we had a volunteer that wanted to do that, we could we could make that happen somehow. But I think the game's too too much fun to for somebody not to want to play. Oh, totally. I completely agree. When when I was asked to be captain this season, I was really excited. It was I. It was what brought me back to ABR because I, I uh, stepped out a few leagues for for life reasons, like you know everyone else. But it was the one of the one of the best seasons, and I've heard that from multiple people. But I really, really enjoyed being a part of it this year, and being a captain was just the cherry on top. Awesome. I love I love to hear that and the feedback. So you mentioned earlier that you were at KFC. Can you can you tell us a little bit about your time there and how that went for you? Yeah, um, you know, I uh, talked about you know this is really kind of my first real game that I've kind of branched out in and been part of a community and and so I've never been to a, a gaming convention or a big event or anything like that. Oh, wow. The, the, Biggest event I've been to is a local prime of, you know, like 20 some odd people. Oh my gosh. Um, so, and, you know, they were getting ready to have um, the Alameda Vault Tour 30 minutes from my house oh, no. um, when the pandemic hit. And that was going to be my first really big event. And so when this opportunity to go to KFC came up, my wife was uh, extremely supportive and said, Yeah, you should go do this. And, oh, how wonderful. Uh, 
So I was uh, very fortunate to do that. And then, um, you know, some of the, my ABR teammates were going, so it was going to be an opportunity for me to really spend some time with, with them and obviously meet other people that, you know, I spend so much time with online, um, in person that I was just, I was blown away and excited about, um, going to KFC and as high as my expectations were, um, they were completely blown out of the water at what a <laughs> successful and phenomenal event. Could never have imagined how awesome of a time um, KFC was. That's so fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. I, I feel the exact same way. So what, what was it like seeing? I There were a ton of ABR people there. What was it like seeing them all in person? Well, um, all of them I had met um, in person before because oh, cool. it, start, it started out as locals and we're still... We just branched out. Well, um, Robert Downs, Bear Bear, is, um, was our first uh, team member that was not from California. Um, and then after KFC, um, we recruited Zoc. Um, so he's in Arizona. Um, and I'm actually in the process uh, of moving to Arizona. So he's going to be a local to me, semi-local to me there. Oh, that's um, awesome. When I, when I get to move out there and we actually recruited, um, a, another Southern California player, uh, dev dev 85 while we were at KFC, yes. which was, so, um, not only were, did we get to meet a bunch of people and all get together, but we got to, to do some recruiting and, and, and build, um, some members to the team and, uh, just get to ha- have some really good times together. Uh, cause we do spend, you know, so much time either doing our, we do private events for a, that are just ancient bear uh, team members and, mm-hmm. you know, in our team chats and stuff like that. So having that opportunity to, to, to do some of that stuff in person was awesome. Oh my gosh. I, I can only imagine. So what events did you end up playing in at KFC? Um, so I played in, um, the Alliance sealed, um, for a lot of reasons of, you know, mostly I got two decks, right. And that was like, totally. I would, I'd rather have two decks than one. Um, you know, didn't really recognize that if you afterwards, you could sign up for this set. Um, what are the oh, second Amber? Yeah. Yeah. The second Amber event and get the third deck. So you, no matter what, you could have still walked away with three decks, but, um, primarily, and I'm not, I've never been real lucky and sealed with cracking really good. Oh, decks. No. So I figured, I figured if, if I had, um, six pods to choose from. I mm-hmm. had a better chance of making something I wanted to play um, versus um, uh, just one deck. So, so those were the two reasons that I chose uh, to play the the sealed alliance. Um, I didn't do great. I went two and two. Um, hey, that's not bad. It's uh, you know, I've been. I mentioned I'm in the process of. I was in the process of moving, and I had a bunch of real life things really hit me hard right before KFC. So I didn't spend nearly enough time going through spoilers or learning cards or, (laughs) you know, any of that other stuff. So I, um, you know, I I probably didn't, didn't uh, choose real well. And we'll talk about some of those decisions later. Um, But I did go to two. That was my first major kind of event I played in. Um, I don't think I, I made major play mistakes and I, and I had a great time. I got to meet play. I only played one person I had previously known. So got to meet three other new people um, and had fun. 
Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah, I was lucky that I found out at KFC. I, I picked the sealed standard and I, I, I didn't know beforehand either that I'd be able to um, get the decks that um, people were getting in sealed alliance. So I, I was one of those lucky ones that was able to purchase them afterwards. Yeah, and did pretty well if I if I remember correctly. <laughs> that is true. I guess uh, the the fact that I stuck with my guns and picked the event that I was most looking forward to really worked out well for me. But I I hear you have uh, similar something similar about the Archon. Yeah, so I did. I played in um, the Archon Alliance. Um, Mostly because I had the opportunity to build a, an unbelievable deck that I don't think will ever have the opportunity to be built again. Um, <laughs> I built a um, super degenerate Martian, double Martian generosity key abduction deck that included um, uh, helper bots, the Project ZYX uh, suite. A uh, brig, and then um, a nasty shadow suite with um, the sting involved. So when somebody forged, it just really fed the the oh Martian generosity. So um, it was pretty. AOA it for was the win. It was pretty, pretty, pretty degenerate, and I knew it going in. Um, and it was, it was uh, strong enough to take me to the the top four. Um, but I really had to earn my way because I lost in the second round to a um, quad controlled the weak deck Ooh. that I had my winning combo in hand, but I got controlled the weak uh, four turns in a row. Oh my and, gosh. and lost. So that was a that was to to Jared who uh, played phenomenally and finished second. Um, and then so I had to fight my way through the losers bracket, which was definitely a lot of work. I feel you. That's how I got there too. I actually lost my first game. So my the, my whole my whole time I was in the losers bracket. That was definitely well earned on your part. Yeah, thank you. You as well. Um, was that deck like your brainchild? Did you like did you work with other people on what you were going to put together? How did you get the pods for it? Well, I um the the Martian generosity deck I owned, and it's probably one of the, it's my best deck. Um, it's, it's probably, you know, it's could possibly even be one of the best, uh, Martian generosity key abduction decks in existence. Totally. Um, so I, I, I knew that's what I wanted to go. I'm a combo player by, by heart. I love it. I, I, I don't do well with, with just decks that are straightforward and play cards. They're, it's not my style. So, right. I knew I kind of wanted to go that route, um, uh, and uh, I was able. One of my teammates had uh, the logo suite um, that I needed, and then um, I was lucky enough. A friend of mine sold me a deck that had the the sting suite in it that I needed. Oh, beautiful! Um, so I, I kind of I threw it together, and but I never practiced it. I did the very <gasps> first time I ever played the deck was uh, my first round. What impressive uh, skill. That's crazy. And so, well, I, 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 I'm not going to say it was skill, but I've got a lot of uh, uh, experience playing the, the double Martian generosity uh, key abduction combo to where, you know, the rest of the stuff just really fed into that. So um, uh, I feel I played it pretty well um, in my semifinal match. 
made a couple of play mistakes, but the Jason, who I lost to in the semifinals, who won, he's one of the best Keyforge players in the world, and his deck was amazing. Absolutely. Um, and and you know, just give him him props because he didn't he didn't pull any one trick combos kind of like I did. Um, right. He just built he built a deck that Ghost Galaxy could not restrict because yeah. it was so well built. And and I give now he's he's the kind of guy that is a does the brainchild um uh building and right. you know um and I get and you know I think that I think that's kind of the a fun side that Alliance brings to the the table, the you know, coming up with the the Martian generosity sting combo doesn't take a genius to come up with that. But doing what Jason did, um, you know, I think that's at the heart of what shows what Alliance can really do um, when somebody really puts their mind to it. And I think that's a, a fun aspect for the people that want to do that. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a fantastic s- summary of what uh, Alliance can be for the people who are interested in playing Alliance in the future. Um, do you have any last words before our titular segment? No, I just, uh, uh, you know, with, I just want to thank all the community out there, right? You, the podcasters, Archon's Corner, um, Help from Future Self, uh, Nordic Keyforge, you know, um, call a discovery the, for sure. Call a discovery, the, 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 um, streamers, you know, um, I mean, you can, you can almost get key, Keyforge content anytime you want it now, right? Between, you know, you get the sloppy lab work, Zoc, Dinobot, Amber Meadies, um, Amber Meadies, Murph. Um, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's such an amazing time, uh, for Keyforge right now. And, and these content create all you content creators, uh, really uh, bring it together. And so just want to thank everybody. Well, I'm excited to be a part of, of that community. Um, but we cannot end an episode of Help from Future Self without the titular segment. Help from Future Self. Joe, you have one for us today. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to I'm throwing myself on the sword here. Um, and really, uh, I'm embarrassed to, to kind of share it with everybody. But I think it's fun. I think it, it's, a, it's a good lesson. So, um, at KSC, we, we had, um, you know, we got, I'd played in Alliance sealed. I mentioned that. And I said, I made some poor choices and I am, I disdain Brobnar. Oh, I, no. I, 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 I have a hundred decks that I got marked in DOK as my favorites. They're all sleeved. Only one of them is a Brobnar deck that to kind of get to kind of give some idea. It's just, sure. it's never really been my cup of tea. Um, and so when I opened my sealed decks and started looking at my pods, um, like I said earlier, I didn't do a lot of research about winds of exchange beforehand. And immediately I took my Brobnar suite and moved it to the side (laughs) and said, I'm not, I'm not playing that. Um, and so I, I go two and two and, and move on and, you know, got caught up playing, um, in the, uh, Archon Alliance event for the rest of the, you know, for the next two days Mm -hmm. and really never took another look at, at my, um, what my sealed pods were, um, until I got home. And, you know, about uh, a week later, I started looking through my Keyforge stuff and cleaning my bag out from, from the event. And I looked at, um, the pods that I had to choose from and, 
my Brobnar suite um, not only included the entire Bracken band <gasps> with Halifast, um, all four bra- uh, band members were enhanced. Oh, and I had my um, gosh, eight total enhancements in the Brobnar house. Wow. And, and my prejudice against <laughs> Brobnar might have cost me doing better than two and two. And so my my help from future self is one, Brobnar's really, really good in Winds <laughs> of Exchange. And two, don't take don't let your past experiences prevent you from making the right choice in future events. Oh my gosh, that is absolutely fantastic. I love that. And we just we're just going to continue the Brobnar love on uh this podcast because that is that is all I'm about this uh this set is Brobnar is amazing. It, the the deck I've played it now several times in in real life and it's it's pretty broken. I'm like I believe it. very I'm I'm so like mad at myself because I didn't play it in sealed. Um <laughs> but I'm happy for myself cuz I actually own the deck. Right, so, totally. Um, good times. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Joe, so much for, for coming on Help from Future Self. And uh, listeners, we are on Discord. Uh, link in the show notes. You can find me on Discord and TCO as SC Steel. So, Joe, uh, where can people find you if they want to reach out? Um, I'm in uh, all the major Keyforge Discords. It's uh, Joe X073D or Zoted. And... Um, you know, come, come hit me up. I'll chat about Keyforge 24 <laughs> seven and ABR especially. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be back next week with another episode of help from future self until then stay forging.